Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mormonish. I'm Rebecca. I'm Landon. And we're doing another late night podcast, aren't we, Landon? <laughs> It uh, seems to be a nightly occurrence. <laughs> it does. Oh, my gosh. And I feel it's it's really interesting because we kind of yesterday were saying, oh, you know, it's a it's a slow week. You know, things are slowing down. We can get some of our podcasts that we have in the queue out. I'm sure there's not going to be anything happening. And then suddenly, right? <laughs> Never fails. This Tim Ballard story just keeps giving. <laughs> it does. I, yeah, we're getting close to Thanksgiving and this keeps giving. Let's That's say right. it that way. That's right. All right. So we are going to just sort of touch on some of the things that have happened in the last 24 hours, which are really interesting, as Landon said, having to do with the Tim Ballard. But we thought we would start out. Um, oh, my gosh. So many people make so many comments saying, I can't keep all these people straight. Everybody has the same name. Everybody has the same initial. What is going on? So I thought, and I think it's smart, don't you, Landon? <laughs> <laughs> that that we start out uh, just with a little playbook, right? To explain who the major players are. So yeah. let's read through these. Do you want to read the first one, Landon? Yeah, of course, we've got Russell M. Nelson. That's right. We have Russell M. Nelson. And then what gets confusing, you know, he, of course, is the president of the LDS Church, is that then we have a major player in the Tim Ballard situation who is the acting president of the 12 Apostles, and that is M. Russell Ballard. So right there, you have Russell M. and M. Russell. And you can see why we as podcasters and just people discussing it confuse that all the time. To make matters worse, who's our next player? We have Tim Ballard. <laughs> we have Tim Ballard. So now we have the same last name. We have a Russell M. M. Russell. We have a Ballard Ballard. Okay. Now, who we're going to be talking about today is somebody, you know, he's he's been there in the news. Other podcasters have covered him. But today, a lot came out on him. So we're going to be focusing on him. And his name is what, Landon? Russell Brunson. <laughs> Russell Brunson. Okay, so to recap, <laughs> we have Russell M. Nelson, M. Russell Ballard, Russell Brunson, Tim Ballard. Is everyone tracking with us? Why don't you get a pencil? a paper, and, and let's write this down. Okay, maybe even whiteboard it. What about that? Yeah. No more <laughs> whiteboards. Like we We've had enough yeah. of those. <laughs> no more whiteboards. Okay. And then I thought at this point, people might be getting confused. So I threw in Michael Ballin, not to be confused with any of the other Ballards. Michael Ballin, of course, was the famous, probably most well-known Satan in the Temple film, right? Do you remember him, Lent? <laughs> I, I do. That was my era. And of course, uh, it's... Uh, Michael Ballum has absolutely nothing to do with this show yeah. other yeah. than uh, they, they refer to Satan a lot. So uh, we figured. That we is true. <laughs> <laughs> I just do want people to get confused because there are so many similar names and you've got the Balam, Ballard. I just want to make sure that our viewers really have it straight. So then we started to notice some other parallels. Of course, some other people we're going to be talking about in this podcast, Glenn Lee Beck. I don't know if you realize that his middle name was Lee. Did you know that, Landon? I had no idea. Yeah. And then, of course, and I'm just starting to become a conspiracy theorist because Mike Lee, the senator, is also now starting to figure prominently in this story, as he's mentioned a little bit more. So we've got the Lee and the Lee connection, right? We do. Uh, we and, do. And and then we throw in General Sean Reyes. I, I didn't even know that uh, the Attorney General was called General, but that's uh, that's what they call him. Uh, so 
Uh, I'm used to attorney general being called the AG, which is not to be confused with a GA, which is a general authority, which is what okay. Tim Russell Ballard is a GA. Okay. Sean Reyes is an AG. <laughs> Russell Nelson's a president. Mike Lee's a senator. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, I feel like we have made people feel even more confused. So yep, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think this helped at all. Not one bit. So crumple up that paper, throw away your pencil, and let's just dive into what we're talking about. And hopefully everybody can track. So um, an interesting phenomenon yesterday in the afternoon, late afternoon, suddenly um, on KTVX, ABC4, an article appeared um, which was called ClickFunnels founder, who is Russell Brunson, claims that LDS church leader, Elder, Elder M. Russell Ballard, <laughs> set up meeting with Tim Ballard. So this is the article um, on our local abc4.com. And the article was picked up by Yahoo. So you could find the article in two places yesterday afternoon. Yeah, and this came out as a as a result. There was a a couple days ago. There was a filing, an amendment to the lawsuit in which they claimed that uh, Elder Ballard was using tithing, uh, was giving tithing records to Tim Ballard in order to uh, to go get rich donors. Right. And so, as a result, uh, ABC Four uh, did a did a story on it and published that on abc4.com. And uh, and then that started getting picked up and it got picked up by Yahoo News. So right. that was all, you know, everyone was kind of reading it and going, oh, interesting. And then all of a sudden we had this happen. Um, yeah, and all of a sudden our local news, when you clicked on that link, ABC4 here in Utah, it was gone. On the left of the screen, it says, we're sorry, the page you're looking for can't be found. So all of us thought, well, now that is very interesting. What happened to the story? It was only up probably about four hours before it disappeared. Uh, but it was still on Yahoo. And it was still on Yahoo throughout the day today until <laughs> a couple hours ago where all of a sudden, because we kept checking this article, we knew we were going to be podcasting about it. All of a sudden, that link was dead too. And it says, hmm, the page you're looking for isn't here. Try searching this and that. So both articles were pulled from the news platforms. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, at first we didn't want to be conspiracy theorists and, and we're saying, why in the world would they have pulled this story? It's 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 a good story. It, it covered things very well. Why is it all of a sudden disappeared? Now, We've experienced this before. So you were smart enough to start taking pictures and, and get the article downloaded and everything. Yes. So we do have a copy of the article and we are going to go through that. But it, yeah. it you're just all of a sudden going, what's going on here? Why why would a news article suddenly just be pulled? Uh, right. But that's exactly what happened. Um, so we're going to go through. Uh, uh, John DeLynn did a, a, an episode on this. And uh, during it, you started chatting with uh, one of the uh, viewers. And he yep. had actually called the KTVX newsroom. And uh, I'll go ahead and read this because you probably can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I could. I could this time. And I will say that a lot of us had this idea. And I know that others um, sent emails 
and reached out to the different news venues saying, what has happened? But this particular person in the live chat of John DeLynn's episode that he did earlier today, which encourage all you guys to check that out too, uh, covering the same story, he actually had information a real time they had gotten back to him. So I asked him if I could um, use this on our podcast because I thought this was very interesting. Yeah, so he says, uh, I was also informed that the newsroom is meeting today to discuss what should be done. Apparently, the church had concerns that the article was biased, uh, LOL, so they are meeting to see how to best cover it. Right, and this is the KUTV. This is the local news no, that you reached out. KTVX. Sorry, KTVX. There's so many different news channels. KTVX, this is the ABC that he reached out to, the local news. Yes. Then he says, yes, I called the ABC4 newsroom and spoke with an employee that said that upper management requested to take the article down and that they are meeting today to discuss it. Um, then he says, the woman I spoke with seemed concerned and a little embarrassed that the article was taken down. I, I can imagine you're a news yeah, news outlet. You're yeah, supposed the church to carry the news and not be influenced by anyone. Yes, the church calls up and says, we don't think this is a fair article. And so they pull the article. Now, if if they put something up that I don't agree with and I call the, and say, I don't agree with this, the newsroom doesn't take down the article. Well, because you don't have that kind of call. Club. You take down the article. <laughs> then he says, I thought that it was either the church requesting the article to be, to be removed or Russell Bronson, ClickFunnels. He's the president of or CEO of ClickFunnels. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if it was both. So, uh, of course, that's an opinion there, but he was told by the employee that he talked to at ABC4 that they took it down because the church had concerns about the article and thought that it was too biased and asked yep. for it to be taken down. So we're going to go through today and we're going to look at that article. We're going to see what it said and we're going to see what in that article was so biased, what in that article uh, would give the church concerns and why in the world would ABC take down the article as well as have uh, Yahoo take it down uh, as well? Yeah. And a lot of people made the comment to me as we talked about this phenomenon. Wow. That's a lot of power to get ABC and to get Yahoo to take something down. That That's a lot of power. A lot of people were using words like scary. So. Oh, it absolutely is. Because when you look at the church has all of this power because they're almost untouchable because they're a church and the first amendment freedom of religion, mm -hmm. uh, you know, says that, uh, you, you, that it gives religion a lot of latitude, but it, the first amendment also gives press a lot of, uh, of latitude uh, free speech and, and freedom of the press for press's job is to obviously do checks on government, do checks on mm -hmm. religion. It's to keep people in line by, by checking the facts and putting out and, and reporting when something's not, you know, not kosher. So uh, a lot of this starts out, um, you know, it goes back to the Vice article September 15th uh, that came out. And the church made a statement at that time um, regarding Tim Ballard and Apostle uh, Russell, we spelled it wrong there, uh, Nelson, uh, Russell Ballard's <laughs> affiliation. Uh, there we Did go. we really say Russell and I, Ballard? Oh my gosh, we reversed the M and the R. The M but, Russell you know, Ballard, yes. In I my know. defense, I made this right when it came out, like back September 15th. So I didn't have access to our wonderful whiteboard, you know, that we just showed. So yes, this should be M. Russell Ballard. Absolutely. But yes. this is the statement that kicked everything off. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and read this and we're going to come back to this because this is important. But this is the statement that came out when Vice Magazine said we're going to report 
uh, on this uh, Tim Ballard issue. Uh, remember, Tim Ballard was uh, going to announce his candidacy as a, uh, to run for the U.S. Senate from the state of Utah. And the church puts out this statement and it gets it gets published and it's been published in just about every I know it's been published in every local yeah. newspaper. Yeah. Many uh, national uh, presses have, have run this. Uh, and, and the article says President Ballard and Tim Ballard, no relation, established a friendship a number of years ago. That friendship was built on a shared interest in looking after God's children wherever they are and without regard to their circumstance. However, that relationship is in the past. For many months, President Ballard has had no contact with the founder of Operation Underground Railroad, OUR. The nature of that relationship was always in support of vulnerable children being abused, trafficked, and otherwise neglected. Once it became clear Tim Ballard had betrayed their friendship through the unauthorized use of President Ballard's name for Tim Ballard's personal advantage and activity regarded as morally unacceptable, President Ballard withdrew his association. President Ballard never authorized his name or the name of the church to be used for Tim's personal or financial interests. In addition, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints never endorsed, supported, or represented OUR, Tim Ballard, or any projects associated with them. President Ballard loves children all over the world. It has been his mission and life's work to look after them, care for them, and point them to their Savior. So this is the article that came out in, in Vice Magazine. And immediately, we started hearing uh, a bunch of people uh, inside the uh, a lot of people who are very close to Tim Ballard started saying, this is a fake statement. Why would the church give a statement to Vice News? Uh, that's the last people you would expect them to be given a statement. This is ro a rogue element within the church putting out this right. statement. And for about two days, it seemed like there was uh, calls going back and forth, questions being raised as to whether this was actually from the church. And many of the local news sources reached out to the church newsroom and asked them, did you put this out? And the church confirmed it. We even got the name of the church spokesman, uh, Anderson uh, was his name, who, who who was the one that released the, the article and that it was released with the church's full authority. Uh, so, yeah, but I think because it didn't appear in the church newsroom, that's what people look for. And so the different boards that I went on and things that I read until they see that on the church newsroom, there's still a level of mistrust, even though, as you said, it was in every single platform that could be in Deseret News, even everybody confirmed it. But there are still some that don't don't believe it. Yep, absolutely. And we're and uh, we're going to cover that and some of the people who didn't uh, believe it and and then uh, kind of. Uh, hopefully uh, show why this is so ridiculous that uh, that Channel 4 would pull this article under pressure from the church. Um, right. This is the article right here. Um, it's by Heather Smith. It was uh, put out uh, November 7th at 5.50 p.m. Mountain Time. It's called ClickFunnels Founder Claims LDS Church Elder Set Up Meeting with Tim Ballard. So ClickFunnels Founder is uh, Russell Brunson. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a young, uh, a young guy from Eagle, Idaho, and uh, he actually put out a video uh, where he said he met with Elder uh, Ballard. Uh, and that he met in meetings with both Elder Ballard and with Tim Ballard. Um, yeah. One thing that they did put on this, on when they released it is uh, under the picture, they had this little blurb that said, this is a developing story. ABC4.com will update this post as more information becomes available. 
So yeah, I thought that was really interesting because typically you will see that on a story, but that doesn't mean they, they're also saying, and we will take the story down until we're able to update it and put it up again. No, if anything, they will add information or sometimes a retraction or a correction at the bottom. You'll see that it says, oh, we got this name wrong or this. You know, you see articles in real time changing. I've never seen an article being completely pulled. Um, that That's something that you just don't see very often. Yeah. And and it would make sense that you would pull it if it wasn't true, if you right. found some facts that said it wasn't true, or that you found some uh, something that was an error in the article, you might pull it uh, until you could fix it. Uh, but like you say, generally, you would make a correction on this. Uh, but that yeah. that's the only reason I can think of. I, I don't I can't think of stories where they've literally just pulled the story right out of thin air yeah. once it's been posted and start pulling it off of every media. What in the world got them in so much trouble that they had to pull an article that they had already released, that people had already read, people were already talking about, and you just completely pull the article with no explanation? Uh, That's right. And, and, and luckily, people had already downloaded it and copied yeah. it. That's the thing. Otherwise, it would be gone forever. And yeah, it, it's very interesting. Are we going to read through the article? I think this will be great. Yeah, we are going to read through the article. Perfect. And uh and I think this will help explain to people this video that we're talking about, because the video that, that Russell Brunson put out was the very next day after that statement from the church in the Vice uh, magazine. So he puts this out. The catalyst was the Vice article statement from the church, although people questioned whether it was from the church. And then we have people coming to Tim Ballard's defense, and Russell Brunson is one of them. Yeah, so... Um, do you want to read this? Uh, we, uh -huh. We've got to switch back and forth between video and slides, yep. so hopefully that goes smooth. Uh, we may we'll see. With that and see, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's we'll important see. because what we're going to do is we're going to check, we're going to fact check this article that yep. ABC4 put out. That's what we're going to do. Exactly, because like Lennon said, it would have to be something I think pretty radical, like a pretty radical lie for an article to actually be pulled off of a news venue. It would have to be, I would think, a verifiable lie, right? Some information would have come forward showing the news team that there's huge amount of misinformation in the article. So we're going to look at this and see if that's true. Where and what is this misinformation? So it starts out by saying Salt Lake City, ABC4, uh, the co-founder of Eagle Idaho digital marketing firm claimed in a social media video in September that a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints general authority introduced him to former Operation Underground Railroad founder Tim Ballard for the purpose of discussing ways to help OUR, which is Operation Underground Railroad a claim that raises questions about the church's statement of having never endorsed or supported OUR or any projects associated with Tim Ballard. ClickFunnels head Russell Brunson took to social media on September 16th, and this is the video that they're talking about, in defense of Tim Ballard, but also claimed that M. Russell Ballard, current acting president of the church's Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, introduced him, Russell Brunson, to Tim Ballard no relation. Uh, and it says the full video was posted to Facebook and Instagram. And this is true. We checked it just, I think, an hour ago, and it is still there, which is actually, to me, a very important piece of this puzzle. This video has been up and uninterrupted for almost two months. It's still there on Russell Brunson's site. Um, it features Brunson addressing his followers, his friends, and those who have been donating to OUR with me. 
about his thoughts on the recent negative media about Tim Ballard. And by that, they're talking about the church's statement. The video is a direct response, as we said before, to the church's statement. Yes, and it's it's interesting. Uh, the, the only thing they say, everything they report here is true. Uh, Russell Brunson is the head of that. Uh, he did say that he was introduced to uh, the founder, Tim. Uh, and all that the, the, the article states here is uh, that if that true, if that is in fact true, if, if he, what he claims happened, happened, it raises questions about this church's statement of never having endorsed or supported. So they're saying if M. Russell Ballard introduced Russell um, Brunson to Tim Ballard, then <laughs> Uh, in his role as a as an apostle in the church office building, that would certainly indicate support from the church for this organization. So the question is, is this true? Did he did he put a video out in which he made that claim? And when you when we read through this, you'll see quotes in there. Um, uh, the people been donating to OUR with me. That's those are direct quotes from the video. Right. So. Uh, so we're going so to. So the only conjecture in these first two paragraphs is it says it raises questions about this claim. It doesn't even make a statement like the claim is false or they're lying. It just says, here's a question. This is interesting. Yeah. So let's, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to uh, fact check this. Um, this is the video. Hey, my name is Russell Brunson, for those who don't know me, and I make this video to talk about Tim Ballard. Um, a lot of you guys know that he's someone who we have been supporting for the last few years. Uh, some of you guys probably saw the new movie, Sound of Freedom, so you know a little about the story. Uh, this weekend there was a bunch of um, new press coming out about Tim Ballard, people attacking him, his character, um, and just a whole bunch of stuff. And I've got a lot of you guys who are my friends, people who have been donating with me. I told you are wanting to know my opinion, what's happening, and um, so I wanted to make an official video um, to let you guys know my thoughts. Okay, so this is this is Russell Brunson. He's young, but he's a multimillionaire. He started mm -hmm. this uh, uh, organization, and as you heard there, he just said exactly what those quotes were mm -hmm. uh, from uh, from the article. So uh, there can be no doubt here that uh, that he. So the, the article is completely fact-checkable. We can completely fact-check this. He said, for those who've been donating to OUR with me about recent negative media about Tim Ballard. Those are the exact words yep. he said. He did make a video uh, and he is supporting it. And it's important to note, this is a friend of Tim Ballard, mm -hmm. somebody who uh, thinks that he's going on here to help the situation because he thinks this is a false statement. Mm -hmm. And he's going to go on and tell us that, uh, you know, about his uh, how he became a, a donor uh, with his meeting with uh, M. Russell Ballard, Elder Ballard. And so every single part of this is verifiable. There's not a single thing in here that is false. There's not a single thing in here that's biased. It's all absolutely provable and watchable. And there's no reason that, uh, you know, that that this would lead to anything. Yeah, well, I guess we should fact check the next paragraph in the article, shouldn't we? <laughs> Absolutely. So it goes on and says, Brunson's video was made in response 
two reports of a September 15th statement from the LDS Church. And that's the statement in Vice Magazine that we have also posted right there. Um, denouncing Tim Ballard, claiming the former OUR founder betrayed a friendship with M. Russell Ballard. The church called Tim Ballard's activity morally unacceptable. In the church's statement, it claimed the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints never endorsed, supported, or represented OUR, Tim Ballard, or any projects associated with them. Okay, again, absolutely everything in here is verifiable. That's exactly mm -hmm. what the press statement to the Vice, to Vice magazine said, that uh, that Tim Ballard had betrayed the friendship of M. Russell Ballard. They said that he's morally unacceptable, and they said that uh, the church has never endorsed, supported, or represented. Well, you are. I've highlighted it right there in the in the in the statement that's released. So once again, nothing. There is absolutely nothing here false. There's nothing here making any claims. I don't see how it's a bias that you're uh, including the church's statement on this issue. <laughs> their own words, right? <laughs> their their very own words. So so yeah. far, no. Everything, there's everything is completely truthful. There, there's nothing almost word for word truthful. You know, they're not even really paraphrasing in a lot of it. They're actually taking their own words. You're right. So yeah. what happens in the next paragraph um, from the article? Following the release of the church's statement in September, Tim Ballard and many of his supporters claimed it was fake, meaning they did not believe this statement came from the church because it was released in Vice magazine, which is atypical of the church. They usually will put a statement out on the church newsroom. They will put a church uh, announcement out in Deseret News or some other source. So, And the church, of course, did not <laughs> verify it in any way until later. And so everybody right away thought this has to be a fake. So even with supporting documents and emails from numerous media outlets showing that the statement had indeed been sent from church media representatives, there were several people, um, several notable people, um, and a lot of other people who just thought, okay, there's no way. This is not the church. And one of those people, Landon, was whom? <laughs> Glenn Beck, yep. That's uh, right. And we have some of the, uh, is this Twitter or uh, di different places where he, he sent out? And he basically said, we know this is a fake because my church would never do this. My church would never excommunicate a member without giving them mm -hmm. adequate notice or opportunity. They would not uh, effectively excommunicate church members by means of public statements issued to news media by unnamed church spokesperson. Yeah. They wouldn't effectively excommunicate church members through ambiguous but unquestionably damning statements or provide to publications that hate the church, its members, and everything they stand for. <laughs> So, so he's, he's pretty adamant. And, and you made a timeline of when this came out after the statement. I think this is kind of important very quickly to go over because the statement comes out and Glenn Beck right away, you know, leaps into the fence and says, this is not my church. They don't do this. And so that was around what time? So the, the article came out on Friday, September 15th. Mm -hmm. uh, Saturday, September 16th, the lawsuit included uh, uh, an email from Glenn Beck where he emails uh Tim Ballard, and he says, hey, I've talked to uh, Elder Anderson, one of the 12 mm -hmm. apostles. I've talked to Mike Lee. I've talked to Sean Reyes. Uh, Mike Lee's got all the political cover. Uh, Sean Reyes has got the stuff in order that he needs. Elder Anderson was out of the country. He didn't know anything about it, but he was making some calls, and he's going to get back to us. Um, he, he said, but you need to be very careful. And he basically says, there are people inside the church working against us. They, uh, right. 
basically uh, are on the devil's side and they're trying to tear you down. <laughs> you need to be very careful uh, on what you say and what you do with the media. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's to him, it was clear that this was an inside hack job. Yep. Uh, it wasn't put out by the church media and he's trying to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> right. And I think his statements right there that you just read, that corresponds with that email. And the email, of course, came out in the amended claim. So we can see that Glenn Beck is, you know, he's saying it's not my church. He's talking to Tim. It's not the church. We're going to get to the bottom of it. He's absolutely believing Tim at this point and thinking that whatever statement that is, it's not from the church. Then we feel like in a short period of time, well, just a few was, hours. <laughs> yeah, that was at 6.30 p.m. Yeah, um, 6.30 p.m. September 16th on that Saturday right. that he sent that letter to, to Tim Ballard. And by at midnight, that's when he sent out this tweet saying, this isn't my church. <laughs> this is rogue elements. The, yeah. This uh, My church doesn't do this. My church doesn't behave that way. So that's at midnight. By 8 o'clock the next morning, he's completely flipped and, and saying, yep. Oh, well, we need to. Be, uh, he took down uh, his previous tweet, and he he started putting up uh, things saying, "Well, we need to let the Lord's representatives handle this and do what they need to," which tells us that at some point during the night, he got word back either from uh, Elder Anderson or somebody else within the church infrastructure called him, confirmed to him that this yes. was the church that did this, and. By the fact that he backed off so much, they must have told him something. They must yeah, have told it him. Must have been pretty conclusive, yeah. I would think. And then you have to look at his actions at that point. It did not seem like he believed Tim Ballard anymore. Then he starts saying, okay, I'm digging into it. I have my own reporters looking. I've read some statements from the women. And eventually that big article came out that said I was duped. So he very quickly walked it back. Now, Russell Brunson did not ever do anything like that. He put out his video about the same time, you know, that that these uh, the first um, Instagram post, I think that's Instagram or, or Twitter, I don't know, um, came out. But he never walked anything back. That video is still on his Facebook page. So that kind of says to me, I think he's probably still in Tim's camp. Is that kind of what it says to you? I mean, I'm just speculating, of course, that, but he never did anything. But that's what I would believe. But we need to keep in mind that the article doesn't say anything about that. Uh -uh. All it nope. says is nope. there were supporters who claimed it was fake. And we know yep. from the video that we just saw from Russell Brunson, mm -hmm. and we know from the 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 uh, tweets or the Instagram posts or whatever these are that mm -hmm. Glenn Beck put out, that he also believed that they were fake. Right. So exactly what the article says is absolutely true. Yep. There's not anything in here that's biased. There's not anything <laughs> in here that's biased to the church. It's just simply saying people made this claim and that's why he put out the, this video was he, he put out this video in order to, to address that. Yep. That's absolutely true. So, so far um, we're, what would you say? Four for uh, four, to, we're absolutely leaning we're, on the side of truth, right? There's absolutely 100 nothing. Fact check. There's nothing. hundred percent. That that's true. right. <laughs> okay. So the article goes on and says Brunson vehemently claimed in his video that the LDS statement was fake. Kind of like what we saw Glenn Beck saying and had been obtained in his opinion from rogue employees of the church. So they're thinking that somebody made this statement, not the church, but somebody came out using the church's name. 
Brunson has made no further statement on social media about the Tim Ballard situation, and he has not responded to requests for comment from abc4.com prior to this piece being published. So they they ask him, it sounds like, would you like to say anything? Your video's still up. Uh, do you have any kind of comment? And it sounds like absolutely no comment at this point. So it goes on to say Brunson claimed that he knew the statement was fake. And again, we're talking about the church statement advice because he had been in the room with both Ballards, meaning M. Russell Ballard and also Tim Ballard. Brunson claimed he was making this video as somebody who doesn't just have third-hand knowledge or who read an article about an article about an article, but as someone who has been involved with it, with him and the group for a long, long time. So an insider, right? Isn't that what that says to you? An yep. absolute insider. And, and this is in quotes. So these are his mm -hmm. words from the video. Yep. From the video. Yep. It's interesting. And this is in quotes again. It's interesting because the way I, talking about Russell Brunson, found out about Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad was actually from Elder Ballard, Brunson said. He personally called me and asked me to help Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. I have literally sat in the room with Elder Ballard and Tim Ballard as we discussed these things and these ideas. So how does this stand up to our fact check meter? Well, we'll check that in just in just a second. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's obvious here, though, that if what he is saying right here, that that Elder Ballard called him and asked him to help Tim Ballard in Operation Underground Railroad, that the church certainly is, is sponsoring him and is helping him. When you get called by an apostle in his official capacity and he asks mm -hmm. you to help, and we, we see in the video where he even tells him that if you decide to help, Satan is going to come after you and try mm -hmm. to destroy this work. Um, you know, this undermines the church's statement and that is that why the church thinks it's bias uh, a bias article May, maybe so but the fact is that's what he said and mm -hmm. and we can check that again uh with our video uh we can uh we can check and see if that is in fact what and making this video somebody who doesn't just have like third-hand knowledge or read an article about an article about an article someone who um, i've been involved with it uh with him and with the group for a long long time um so the most recent article that came out uh, was basically saying that the Mormon church was against Tim Ballard and this whole huge thing. And it's this big, this big scandal. Um, uh, and it's interesting because um, the way that I found out about Tim Ballard and the Operation Underground Railroad was actually from Elder Ballard. He personally called me and asked me to help Tim Ballard in Operation Underground Railroad. I have lived okay. There uh, it is. I, I think he said it. <laughs> He said it. For, so from his point of view, that's exactly what happened. And I will say that I have come across posts on social media from other people who say, um, and again, all of this is alleged, but they have said, I am friends with Russell Brunson. He told me that he was contacted by the church. He told me that he was encouraged to become involved. So other people know this story. And of course they would. I mean, how exciting, right? For Russell Brunson. Oh my gosh, uh, an apostle talked to me. He wants me to help with this. I'm, I'm going to be a producer or, a, you know, finance this movie. Of course, he's going to tell people about this and be very excited. And so some of those people are coming forward on social media and saying, um, I can at least anecdotally say 
that Russell did tell me that I was contacted by by an apostle to get involved with this group. And one person even said that he had not, Russell did not know anything about Tim or OUR, didn't really even know who they were prior um, prior to this, this call or didn't know much about him. So there seems to be a lot of people sort of corroborating this. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yep. Um, so we're, we're going to finish up the article. This is, this is the whole article. Uh, I mean, yeah, this it's is very the whole short. article that was pulled. Um, yep. So you want to uh, take us home on this one here? Yeah, let's read it again, because so far I'm telling you, everything we've read uh, seems to be fairly accurately representing what that video said. Um, so let's keep reading. Um, ABC4 has also asked the church to clarify its statement, saying it never endorsed or supported OUR or any projects associated with Tim Ballard, um, considering Brunson claimed the meeting was specifically for that purpose. So there they are kind of raising the question. Again, they're just asking the church. Now, you said that there wasn't any kind of support or endorsement, and yet we have a video from, you know, a wealthy individual who says something different. He says that he was called to the church office building, that um, an admin called him. He went to the building. He met with an apostle. So, of course, you would check your facts. Now, we'd like the church to weigh in. Um, it says we are waiting to hear back. So, so far, they haven't gotten an answer from the church on that. Um, he furthermore claimed, and that's, again, Russell Brunson, he, Tim Ballard, is being attacked from the outside this is not the truth. Again, this is coming from someone who literally, I've been in the room with him and Elder Ballard talking about these things, okay? I've been in the rooms. Elder Ballard is the one that introduced me. Tim never came to me. And like they told me some big story and like tried to get me in. It was the opposite way around. Fully, you need to understand. This is the way it actually worked. This is the actual truth. And they're talking about Elder Ballard coming to Russell Brunson and asking for support. Uh, not some rogue employee who got fired because they were bad at their jobs, lying between their teeth. That's literally what the sources are. If you look at where they are getting this stuff, it's ridiculous. Brunson closed his video by reaffirming his support for Tim Ballard and the work of OUR. And that's the end of the article. It's very short. Yep. And, and we're going to fact check this last part. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a little bit longer. I want to say I'm going to skip part of the video uh, because uh, for time and go to the end where this part, because we're just fact checking what was in the article. But it's very interesting. I encourage everyone to go watch the, the yeah. entire thing, because in between the part that I'm going to skip, he pulls out a book <laughs> uh -huh. that's on marketing and lying in marketing. And what does he talk about? He talks about this is this teaches you how to lie and and manipulate people, and that's what podcasters are doing. It used to be that the mainstream press would be who we would go to for reliable news, and now anybody can come up and lie to you. And I was just going, "Are you kidding me?" It's the <laughs> podcasters who are having to put this information out because what we're seeing yeah. is the mainstream media won't address it. And this and, is and a perfect example a of the mainstream media not addressing it. They cave to the church. They go and they say, we're going to hide. We're going to hide the story because the church asked us to when every one of their facts is 100% verifiable and everything they said in here is absolutely true. 
So yeah, that's true. And again, the part that he's talking about, it is a book. It's a book on on media. And his claim, of course, is that perhaps somebody, I think he alludes to the cartel, somebody that's after OUR, could simply hire a PR firm and and have this kind of thing happen, right? Leak a story at a low level and then have it enter the mainstream. It's sort of a textbook tactic and, and strategy that most of us probably aren't aware of. And may fall for all the time, you know, things like that, that we're not really aware of. So he's kind of saying, we as the public are falling for this. Somebody is out to get to him. Somebody is trying to smear him kind of like we need to wake up. That's sort of how I took that middle part. Oh yeah. He keeps saying you've been duped. You've all been Mm -hmm. duped. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who knows. I know how Mm -hmm. this works. I read this book. You're being duped. You're Mm -hmm. being played. He even says that you're being played. Um, well, it is his industry. That's the thing. He is Mr. Media. This is what he does. And so I can understand why he would see see it that way, you know, especially if you, in your mind, there's a lot of cognitive dissonance around having to admit that maybe somebody you support and really admire is not who you thought. So I do understand that. And I've got to get it here to the right place <laughs> and try to get this started. All right. Um, here we go. Yeah, it's a really interesting video and it's still on his Facebook page. You need to be aware. I'm going to move it a little closer to where he says what was in the article here. Okay. Especially if you like someone who 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 loves OUR, loves Tim Bauer, loves with the mission, and you're like you saw Sound of Freedom, like I want to be part of this, and you just see these other things, just be fully aware he is being attacked from the outside. This is not the truth, okay? This is not the truth. Again, and this is coming from someone who literally, I've been in the rooms with him and Elder Ballard talking about these things, okay? I've been in the rooms. Elder Ballard's one who introduced me. Tim never came to me and like told me some big story about Elder Ballard and I tried to get me in. It was the opposite way around, okay? So fully you need to understand like, this is the way it's actually working. This is the actual truth. Not some rogue employee who got fired because they were bad at their job lying behind between the teeth like is what literally the sources are if you look at where they're getting the stuff like it's ridiculous like i understand the reality of it. i just wanted you guys to be aware of it as well because you're being played and um it's important if you guys understand that because if you understand that then you can stand on the side of the person who's literally out there in the front of all this taking all these arrows for you and for me so that we don't have to and instead of us turning our back and like oh shoot some arrows too like, oh good like i want to distance myself like it's not true these are lies and uh, the more you understand that, um, the more you understand that the man and the character that Tim Ballard is, the more important it is. So uh, I want to make this video for him and for you to understand the truth, um, uh, because this is the playbook they're using. It works good, um, but it's not true. So there you go. Hope that helps. Um, Tim, we love you. Tim, we support you. Tim, I'm here for you. Um, and uh, for everybody else, uh, I want to encourage you, instead of just believing what you see on the news, um, Look behind the man. Look behind the truth. Look behind the works they're doing. By the fruits you shall know them. And uh, there's no better man on this earth right now than Tim Ballard. So there you go. Appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. Wow, there it is. He yeah, did en- encourage us to look at things, <laughs> right? Yes. And that's exactly what we're doing right here. And I will say that on his Facebook page, I checked there today to make sure the video was still up. And there are quite a few supportive comments there of Tim and of Russell and his support of Tim. So comment after comment after comment about, you know, we believe you, Tim. So it's kind of interesting. And so everything he said right here, you heard him say those exact words. It's not some rogue, you know, it's a rogue employee, not someone who's, you know, got fired because they're bad at their job. All of that was word for word, what he said. And then he closed his video by reaffirming his support for Tim Ballard. I don't think anyone could argue that this (laughs) article is 100% true, 100% fact-checked, 100% accurate, 
And yet they say that they feel that it's biased because the church thinks it's biased. Uh, I think they misunderstand what the word bias means. Uh, you know, I, I don't understand why they would pull this video just because the church doesn't like it. It's not bias. It's incriminating. That's it's what they mean. It's incriminating. Yep. You have somebody who was asked, a rich person, just like the, the, the reports are coming out, who said, I was asked by M. Russell Nelson to support Ballard. this organization, <laughs> M. Russell Ballard. I know. No one can do it. I'm telling you. <laughs> with Tim Ballard. We've explained at the beginning why it's so hard to keep these names straight. <laughs> it is, you know, and I've heard bigger podcasters than we are make these mistakes. It is really hard to get through this. So, so yeah, you just because you don't like what's being said, you cannot say that it's biased if, if it's the truth, at least as one person is stating it. So, of course, this is all what Russell Brunson himself is saying, but the article absolutely accurately portrays what he said. So I don't see any bias at all. And I also don't even see them really making any statements or even conjecture. They're basically asking some questions. We tried to reach out and ask this, and we, we tried to say this, and we're waiting for a response. They're not even really weighing in with a big, long opinion piece like we are right now, right? right. They're, they're not, not doing that. They're not conjecturing or anything. No, they're, saying they're not. What he says is the opposite of what the church said in their statement. Right. So we're so trying to get a out. clarification on it. Yep. And here's why it 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 uh, is isn't at odds with it. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot understand why it was pulled. I I mean I've read articles where I thought, wow, you're really kind of pushing the line. You know, you are. You've read articles like that too, yeah. where they really take a leap. This was textbook down the line reporting of things that were actually happening and then raising a few questions. You said one thing, you said another. Let's try to clarify this. And yet the article's gone. I, I take off my hat to ABC4 for mm -hmm. actually covering this. This is the only uh -huh. news outlet that I've seen that's, yeah. that's covered this. And the sad part, though, is we've known this information for a month. We've been talking about this for a month. Yeah. Lynn P Packard has been yep. talking about this for months and months and months telling the church that that uh, this was happening and no one listened to him. The news outlets are late to this, but at least KTVX took it on. None of the other news outlets mm -hmm. have. And this is a big story. The fact that national news outlets picked it up and you would pull the story that's a local story that got picked up by the national news uh, outlets, you would pull that story, and instead yeah. they're covering the CMA awards are being <laughs> conducted. Really? Uh, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. If your story is pulled, that's amazing, right? Because then your news news organization, smaller, gets this recognition. So you don't pull that story unless there's some other forces at play there. And like Landon said, we saw this video when it first came out. Other podcasters played it. John DeLynn played it very early. I think RFM played it. You know, but it was just part of a larger story. And we were kind of behind the scenes saying, this is this is kind of big. This seems to really speak to involvement. So we were glad to see it getting more play. We were proud of ABC4 and now just extremely confused as far as what must have happened behind the scenes. And and my hat off to the reporter. It was a very mm -hmm. accurate, very non-biased, yep. very even uh, yep. reporting. Uh, it's the management at KTVX, which I've got to imagine some of those people are LDS. And just because you don't like the news, 
doesn't mean you pull the news because it conflicts with your worldview. But that seems right. to be what's happening here. If the statement from the newsroom to our viewer is accurate, that, that, that mm -hmm. they felt like it was biased because there's not a single biased thing. There's not a single thing there that cannot be fact-checked. Now let's look at the LDS church statement that went out to um, Vice Magazine. This was put in Vice Magazine, and then it was carried by all the major news outlets reported on this. I think we've all seen it on the news channels, in the newspapers. This can also be fact-checked. And let's <laughs> fact-check this. Let's this didn't it. get pulled. This didn't get concerned. Yep. Nobody said this seems a little biased against Tim Ballard when they say mm -hmm. that he's um, morally unacceptable. The church is making a claim that he's morally unacceptable, but how do we fact check that? How do we know that they're not covering? No questions were asked when the church put out a statement. So let's look at this a little bit and see what some of the things are that we've learned about the church. One, Lynn Packard has gone uh, to uh, ha has put this in some of the reporting that he's done. And in addition to Russell Br uh, Brunson's uh, video that we just heard and his claims, there was another man named Mark Jensen who also made a claim. Uh, That's right. And, and when we was... mentioned claim, we're talking about a claim that he was approached and, you know, pitched by Elder Ballard. This is another sort of corroborating claim that Elder Ballard talked to him and asked him to become involved. And the news outlets could have gone and researched this and found out mm -hmm. Just like we did, we we this actually this slide actually comes from uh, a report we did about a month ago. Um, oh, yeah, I thought it looked familiar. <laughs> yeah, it came from our. Whiteboard Are you saying episode. we're recycling now? We're recycling. <laughs> it is. It's from our. It's from our episode on the whiteboard where we really dug into that. That was a good one. So uh, yeah, yeah Lynn, this is very Lynn interesting. Packard put this out months ago, and all of yep. the post Mormon world has been making, has been showing these things. Yeah. Yet. The local news media doesn't seem to know anything about this or doesn't bother to research this yeah. and find out if this is biased. So uh, a couple things in this. In a later interview with Mark Jensen, the project leader of the church's Kirtland, Ohio project, Jensen claimed that at the request of President Ballard, he attended several meetings with him and brought other prominent church donors to these meetings as well. So this this man, it was called by the church to run, uh, to, to collect um funds do fundraising to restore buildings in Kirtland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And so his job was to get with all these donors and why when the church has a billion dollars, they need more donors. Uh, never but understood that. That seems to be the thing. So to quote a few of the slides, uh, Jensen claims that during the meeting, Elder Ballard would suggest that donors also consider investing with his son, Craig Ballard and son-in-law, Brad uh, Brower. So he's not only is he saying, hey, he meets with these donors and then he says, hey, you need to invest with my son-in-law and my sons while in addition to Kirtland uh, and don donating to that. He said subsequent meetings were set up at their offices in Farmington next to a facility where powders and drinks are formulated for various multi-level marketing ventures. So his follow on meetings were with Ballard's sons at this at their place of business. One of several Kirtland donors who Jensen says invested in the Ballard family enterprise was Mormon billionaire Jean, Jean Yamagata, handled by Yamagata CFO David Sr. Jensen claims Ballard fired him from his calling after Jensen and at least one of the Kirtland donors expressed concern about the propriety 
of linking church donations to investments with Ballard's family. Now that yeah. is very interesting. Oh so yeah. Mark Jensen and sounds like somebody else said this, this is getting weird. Like we're fine donating to the Kirkland project. We're all on board with that. We want to do that restoration, but why do we also have to give money to president Ballard's son and son-in-law? I can see why they would raise that concern. Absolutely. Um, and then he gets fired when he raises the concern. And they, then you're out. <laughs> so J Jensen says after his termination, he was re-engaged, but under the direction of two other apostles, Henry Iring and Jeffrey Holland. Okay. So they bring him back okay. in to con hey, continue, you know, working. You'll work with us, not with Ballard. They evidently pulled him from, from working with Ballard. Jensen says the fundraising continued. It shows that Russell Ballard's alleged secret investment in OUR through a business entity controlled by his son or son-in-law is plausible. Hmm. So he's saying it's very possible that because OUR is tied to his sons and son-in-laws, mm -hmm. that that's, it's very plausible story. And we'll show where that's true. The video goes further into corroborating evidence for the possibility that Russell Ballard has used his office, both his authority and physical church office space to promote OUR in addition to Tim Ballard's admission that he is providing financial support. So a second person who's saying, Ballard called me in, he was asking for me to donate. He was asking me to donate to his son's businesses. Mm -hmm. His sons are tied into several, his sons are tied in with OUR and with uh, this Liberty 89, is that what 89, it's called? 89, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they're actually the, the lead on that, which was one of the groups that was uh, helping uh, Tim Ballard with fundraising and for profits. Right. And I have to add in talking about this to somebody who's um, more on the faithful side of Mormonism, they said, well, you know, I think it's probably just Elder Ballard just conducting business. You know, they're allowed to do their own thing and have their own interests, which I don't really think that's true. Um, they do seem to be pretty locked down in that. And I also have to say that if you are called by an admin in the church office building, invited to an apostle's office, go into the church office building, go into their office. I feel like, you know, the whole weight of the church is behind that. There's no way that in your mind you're going to separate it out and think, well, this is probably just him. It almost is like, and I think RFM brought this up today, the speaking as a man, you know, investing as a man, not as a man. I mean, how can you distinguish that? Obviously, anybody you bring in is going to think the church is behind this. You're not going to see a difference. And and these people were called because they had a, they were identified as faithful mm -hmm. church members who had a big pocketbook. Yeah, which goes to support the argument that he's looking at tithing records now. Whether he gave those tithing records directly to uh, Tim Ballard or whether he went through them, put down the names of the big donors he thought would work, and then started making phone calls and started fundraising for Tim. It doesn't really matter if he was calling these rich people and asking them to donate to Tim Ballard. Then that's church support. He was yeah. doing this in the church office building using church resources. Yes. Uh, at the time that that these people were were making a call. So, yeah. And again, that claim, that claim comes from the amended claim that just came out last week. That's the first time we heard about that. And that has been all over the news that Elder Ballard was somehow accessing information about wealthy donors through 
tithing information. So that's what everybody's talking about. And that's what that picture was. That is he calling? We don't know. Is he doing it himself? Is he handing over records to Tim? Nobody knows. But it seems like somehow these wealthy, wealthy donors are targeted. Those are the ones that are brought into the office. It's not you and me, right? <laughs> We're not getting that call. We're not getting invited. Yes. Thank goodness that I'm not getting that. Thank call. goodness. Oh, I have been in that church office building before. You know that story. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, I do. It was not to make a donation. <laughs> so this this next slide here is a picture of um, uh, M. Russell Ballard's son-in-law and daughter. They run a business. Uh, they have an investment company called TBB Investments. They also have a, 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 a business that makes powdered drinks and different things like that in Farmington. And you can see here that, uh, and this is kind of small, I know, but this was on our whiteboard episode. If you want to go see that, it's it's bigger. But this is the um, Certificate of Organization for State Slave Stealers LLC. And in there, he lists the location for where they're doing business. And it's an address in Farmington, Utah, which I've hidden for, uh, you know, just for the Privacy, reasons that yeah. uh, we don't want everyone to go drive to that place. Uh, but in that same location uh, is TBB Investments. They have the same address, uh, and that's where they conduct business. This is That address is the same address as his uh, uh, TBB Investments, which he and his wife own, as well as uh, the the company that, that he owns. And, this right. and I will say that Slave Stealers is Tim Ballard's for-profit arm of OUR. So I think the point here is that you've got Tim Ballard's for-profit organization in the very same location as Elder Ballard's son and son-in-law and daughter's business, like right there. So if that doesn't say involvement on some level, I don't know what does. They're both in the same location. And and again, this is absolutely verifiable by the media. Mm -hmm. They can check this and fact check the church. So it appears that the church feels it's biased that they're being fact checked and that people are saying, <laughs> wait a minute, your claim it doesn't make sense. Look at this. Right. Look at this. It's not making sense. And oh, we're being persecuted because you're asking us questions that the evidence is clearly supportive of. Uh, right. So our fact checking meter is kind of going the other way on the church's statement, because we have a lot of things here that show there is involvement. There was prior involvement. There's solicitation of donations. There's resources like you can have your business headquarters here where, you know, I have some interests here, too. So it seems like there's a lot of involvement. So our fact check meter eh, kind of going the other way on the church's statement. Yes. Yeah, and all of these fundraisings seem to be coordinated through the church office building. Yeah, and Elder Ballard's office. So, yep. again, and I'll say for our listeners, go back one. You can tell that I love AI. <laughs> Whenever we're going to do a presentation, I'm like, what can I make on AI? It's just so fun. So we have a door in the church office building with a with a plaque that says "Secret." apostolic fundraising meeting in progress. I'm sure they have a sign like that. I'm sure that's real. That's, I, I would imagine, but of course we're not allowed in there. So no, uh, no, but, we're not going to be there. So what else do we have that shows um, that the church is seeming to support um, and be on the same page as OUR? Yeah. Remember from their statement, they say the church in no way supports uh, mm -hmm. OUR, even though uh, they've had uh, uh 
BYU football team. Uh, Tim Ballard went and talked to the BYU football mm-hmm. team. Uh, there was a, a, a BYU-Idaho, uh, uh-huh. uh, what do you call it? Fire? Devotional, I think. A devotional. devotional. Yeah. Where they talked about how Tim Ballard knew so much about Nephi, and they introduced Tim Ballard. His books are sold through Deseret Book, uh, which is a yeah. church-owned publication. There were articles in LDS Living that we yeah. found uh, all talking about him. Dozens and dozens of articles that the church has yeah. done promoting OUR and talking about OUR and how uh, impressive it was and how impressive Tim Ballard is. They yeah. absolutely were endorsing him. Anyone can fact check that. And even this program from the second ward of New Bron- Bronzefells, October 15, 2023. Recent. Um, uh, the first ward has extended an invitation to all adults and youth 14 plus to attend a devotional tomorrow. So not only is a second ward, but the first ward is also involved with this. <laughs> there two wards going to a devotional. What is the devotional? It's Matt Osborne, OUR president, will address topics including internet safety, grooming tactics, extortion schemes, situational awareness, <laughs> conversation openers. Please see the attached flyer for additional information. So he's going to talk about grooming tactics. He was on these operations with Tim Ballard where the these women were groomed. And now he's going to go talk <laughs> to the church members and tell them how to not be groomed. And this is after all of this information is broke. Yeah. This is two weeks ago, three weeks now, yeah. I guess. This is literally a month after the church put out the article or the statement in the Vice article saying, we never had anything to do with them. We don't support them. We've severed our friendship. Here's a fireside. And I would think... I would think that a fireside has to have some kind of okay from the top, right? I would think that the bishop would have to check check with the stake president. You know, it might be up the chain a little bit that somebody couldn't just walk in and do this. So to me, this was this was very telling. And I would love it if our viewers and listeners, if you know of any other firesides that are happening, I'd like to see if this is just a regular regular occurrence. And and the problem with fact checking, though, all the things we just talked about, is that most of these things have since been pulled. Um, all of the books from Deseret Book, that BYU-Idaho devotional that Elder Ballard gave, where he was just, you know, raving, couldn't get Russian. enough about Tim and uh, and Tim and Nephi. That was up for a while on the church's website. That has since been pulled. That is not there anymore. The articles um, that you used to be able to search on the website of the church, those have also been pulled. Now, of course, all of us have saved all of those. We still have access but one by one, everything has been disappearing, some very quickly. Um, so there is no evidence. They're they're trying not to leave a trail so that, you know, social media kind of matches what they're saying in their statement. But we know that wasn't true at the beginning. And, and everyone knows that, yeah, they're going to go to this fireside and they're not going to solicit donations at the fireside. Right. But everybody at the end of that's going to go, oh, what a great organization. They're saving yeah. children and they're going to go and make donations to the yeah. to the organization. You invited them into your church meeting. You conducted a fireside a yeah. devotional and had them come speak specifically for them to get uh, donations. That's what yeah, the end result of this story. is going to be. That is a complete contradiction to what the church said in their in their statement. So once again, we completely debunked the church's statement. We can completely verify uh, the, the 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 article by ABC4. And I would challenge any program out there, uh, a faithful program or anyone else, yeah. to go and debunk that article. Because we just showed you that every word they said in it 
came from the mouth of Russell Brunson, just as right. they as they said. They didn't, yeah, and I would say, oh, sorry, go ahead. They didn't try to say, oh, he's guilty of this. They were just saying mm -mm. his claims contradict what the church said. And right. this is, you know, we're trying to find out. I was going to make one more point about that program. It really tells me that the church trusts OUR because it's even inviting its younger, vulnerable members, 14-year-olds. Yep. As young as 14 can attend this fireside. They have to attend with a, with a parent. But the church must have a lot of trust to let this organization talk to youth. So to me, that's very telling. It's it's not a distant relationship. It's a it's a trusting relationship with the organization. Absolutely. And again, here's another uh, te email text message where people are asking, "Why are you pulling yeah. this without explanation? Yeah. Uh, why did you delete it? What is happening here? People are confused. Mm -hmm. uh, you know the the." They, they make this claim that uh, the church didn't put out a statement and now here, you know, uh, and people were all confused because of how the church put out the statement. And here Channel 4 just did basically the same thing, which just leads to confusion. Uh, but I think it, we immediately suspected what had happened. We're, mm -hmm. it, if, if, the, if the feedback to the, to the viewer uh, is correct and he was told that uh, that the church thought it was biased and requested it. That's exactly what we thought must have happened because there was no reason to take down that story uh, based mm -hmm. on the, on the facts. Well, and I also wonder, I also wonder, it seems like all the stuff that we perhaps in the post-Mormon podcasting world know about this story, other people and members don't know, you know, it's not in the Deseret news. So here's a news source that they would have access to it's just regular news here in Utah. Maybe this is the first time some people are becoming aware of this story and they are maybe contacting the news and saying, what is this? You know, so it's very, it's more public, I think on ABC four than it has been prior to this, I think, where it's just kind of been in the shadowy world of post-Mormon podcasting. Right. <laughs> yep. Uh, I agree with you. The, right. the, the sad part about this whole incident though, is we've been podcasting for almost a year. We're just about to celebrate right. our one year anniversary. Yeah. And we are seeing this over and over and yeah. over where the media will not report anything that's detrimental to the church, mm -hmm. uh, even when the church is the one who causes it. And, and I shouldn't say anything, but there, there are many things that the church does not want reported on. And the mainstream media seems to bend over backwards yeah. to uh, to help them. Uh, we Recently, we've been covering the Heber Valley Temple issue. And one of the things we ran into when we went and talked to them was they said, we cannot get the word out mm -hmm. uh, of our concerns. We've been to the media and they will not, uh, they won't do any stories on us. Uh, yeah. This is uh, one of our friends there that we talked to. And she said, KSL interviewed me twice and could not get permission to publish. We've not been able to get any national coverage. So, so who, who are they getting permission from? That's that, what I would like to know, because it's a very interesting story. You know, it's a town. It's about, you know, the civic process. It's about changing ordinances. It's the kind of story that you see everywhere if it didn't involve a religious organization. So who do they need permission from? They've also had a problem where people will say, I'm coming out to interview you and then cancel, eventually come back. You know, it's just been very difficult to get any kind of word out about, you know, 
this is a citizens group that is trying to relocate the temple to somewhere that's more appropriate. And so it's not covered from that point of view. I see coverage from the other point of view, the groundbreaking of the temple site, you know, covers coverage of that giant uh, kind of party they had outside one mm -hmm. of the city council meetings um, with lots of kids and ice cream. I see that kind of coverage. But as far as what the citizens group is trying to get across, they can't get it. Actually, that's probably why they came to us, right, Landon? They couldn't get anybody else, any other reputable news source to talk to us. So they came to Mormonish. <laughs> yeah, and they told us <laughs> that. That must be it. They did tell us that. They did tell us that. But I have to say, after they came on our program, a few more, I think there was a radio interview they did. There were a few, you know, but it is a really interesting story. And they just can't get local news coverage. So and, and again, this very small. siloed, yeah, it's been small, a very siloed um, way of, of getting your news, you know, very insulated uh, because you're not getting the full picture. Exactly. And, and uh, th this just goes to show, uh, and we're going to show several more examples where we've mm -hmm. seen this happening, where the church controls the media in this state. And mm -hmm. so uh, Russell Brunson's comments that you know, the, the real media who fact checks things and, and that anyone on social media can just, I mean, it's true. Anyone on social media can say what, it, what they want and put it out there. But the fact is that the accurate statements, the fact checking is happening by the small podcast who are having to put this out after they go to work for during the day to earn a, <laughs> earn a living while the reporters aren't covering any of this. Where's the coverage right. on Sean Reyes? Where's the, you know, we saw a couple questions asked to him at a press conference and that's been it. Where is the media trying to find out how yeah. was Sean involved with this? What is going on here? This this involves national politics, uh, senators, church leaders, uh, attorney generals. The governor was invited to this place and, and went. This is a big story and mm -hmm. there doesn't seem to be any concern or any investigation and when someone does write a story it's immediately pulled what is going right. on right and a very tame story i mean everything you just yes. detailed right there though that's big picture and there's a lot there even though everything is an allegation there's a lot this story that we just covered, it, it's tame. It's small. It's just raising a few little questions. And yet even it was pulled. So, yeah. And I, your point, uh, Landon, that we've only been podcasting for a year and we've had several stories and encounters where we've seen that the media doesn't pick up anything. Um, we recently did an episode on the First Americans Museum, uh, the church had given several years ago a $2 million donation to the museum to build a family history center within the museum, a family search family history center that would have the church's name on it and people could go there to do um, family history and genealogy. Well, we kind of got a tip that that was never built and we looked into it. We did the whole episode on it and it's true. It was never built and the donation was given back. So there was so there were so many articles about that donation being given. Um, all over the place. In fact, still on Wikipedia, if you look up the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and Oklahoma, this is where the First Americans Museum is, you will see a statement at the end of the description of the church and its relationship there that says, we gave a $2 million donation. <laughs> so this is kind of the reverse, right? In this case, it's not that they won't do a story, they won't retract a story. There's all kinds of positive PR still there about this $2 million donation, yet we have pretty much confirmed from multiple sources that that was given back. But that's not news because that might be confusing and not a positive light about the church. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another uh, incident is the Bonnie Corden. Uh, 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 as we all remember, uh, Bonnie Corden uh, has told several times the story about 
uh, the death of her grandchild while they're in Florida on vacation at Disney World. And she's told it in, I think it was conference and to several mm -hmm. uh, different young women groups or other groups. And she's been both young women's president and uh, Relief Society president. I think so. Yeah. General Relief Society president. And some uh, uh, astute listener decided to check out after they heard the story. They said, oh, I'm going to see what happened. And they went to look in the newspapers in Florida and lo and behold, they find out that this was not just the death of a child, but it was uh, deemed a, 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 murder. a murder by the uh, yeah. after the autopsy, and that there had been an investigation into this, right. uh, and uh, and charges uh, were never pressed by anyone because they could never figure out who did it. But it was the the incident occurred in the hotel room with the family, yeah. and. Bonnie was absolutely there, uh, uh, but we heard nothing. We could find nothing in the newspapers about mm -hmm. this. This is the the death, which is ruled a, a murder. A homicide. By, I think they said a homicide. homicide. Or, yeah. homicide and and we, there was no information in the Florida papers. The astute listener went and requested some records, you know, and just kind of found out that that's what it had been ruled. So, but and, nothing and, here. And and her husband is is a uh, a CEO of a large company. She's mm -hmm. a general officer in the church, mm -hmm. and this doesn't make any newspapers right. in Utah. So if the whole thing was hidden, I can understand that. But it came to light. RFM did a, a, a Mormonism Live two. did a whole series, two series mm -hmm. on it. They requested the the records uh, mm -hmm. under the open records and Act. the videos and the videos. They got the videos of the interrogation of her, of her being in it interviewed by the police of the, mm -hmm. of the whole family being interviewed this is a huge story nowhere nothing nothing and yeah. i know people who had called the, the the news station and asked what's going on hey why is nobody reporting this and crickets they, well, they and i had that experience i was communicating um via a, a chat somewhere with a reporter at the tribune a younger i think lower level reporter about something else and just while we were being friendly back and forth i said hey has anybody looked into this scenario that you just described and i kind of outlined it a little bit and she said no what that is so interesting oh my gosh i'm gonna go check with someone right and i thought oh wow maybe finally Someone will just shed some light on this because, as you said, other people had sent in requests. They had given suggestions of looking into it. Um, RFM and Bill Real had done the two episodes, you know, trying to shine some light on it. And so this reporter, <laughs> she finally got back to me and she started talking to me about other things. She did not address, you know, what I had suggested when her her text before that has said, oh, wow, super interesting. I'm going to go find out right now. Stay tuned is basically what it said. Then she just kind of ignored what I'd said, texted about a few other things. I brought it up one more time. I said, did you ever have a chance to check into this? We're, we're actually just very curious. And then communication was cut off. So I feel like, you know, she maybe not knowing at that level was like, oh, wow. But then from the top, <laughs> you kind of learn, oh, 
we're not supposed to really look into this, you know, and, and I think this happens a lot. I have an experience where I podcast on a more faithful podcast and we had a guest on who was a reporter or a contributor to another newspaper, a more faithful newspaper. And we interviewed this person and we talked about church history and we talked about former prophets and things like that. And then I can't remember if we aired the podcast for just half a day or didn't air it at all, but this reporter contacted us and said, my boss, my editor has looked at this and we can't air it. I can't be saying these things. Can we please pull this or not air it and, and redo it? And so the podcast said, okay, well, we'll accommodate that, you know, but here's a person that in their personal life, you know, they're a contributor reporter to a newspaper, couldn't have an opinion on something on another podcast. They had to run it past their editor who said no. I mean, it's just just another example of very locked down because that tells me that reporter also probably couldn't write a story about something that might raise a question, you know, or have some other point of view. That that's kind of how I, I read that situation. And and the reporter was not there representing the. Uh, the oh no, it was a personal people. podcast. Yeah. yeah, it was just here's an interesting person. Let's interview this reporter, and we happened to start talking about you know church history and some things and they just shared opinions that were you know just kind of nuanced so yeah it was very interesting so so we're seeing over and over the media allowing the church to control the message that goes out and limiting the the information that goes out which to me is just heartbreaking because now you know i already had my my shelf broke when the when i find out the church has not been telling me the truth and has been keeping the truth from me and now I find out that our media is doing the same thing, that they will bend over backwards to uh, to play into the church, whatever the church wants them to do. Um, so this is an article that came out uh, that said that uh, uh, this is, again, something that uh, the church put out to all the newspapers. This is the Salt Lake Tribune, the Salt Lake Tri Tribune's covenant. This is a result of uh, the lawsuit that came out that said that Elder Ballard uh, has been taking records. It alleges that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the amended claim that just came claim. out. This is the and church's response that, to yeah, that. There was records that showed that he was doing this and, and the church comes back and, and says, no, that never happened. We never released any tithing mm -hmm. records, the church states. Uh, here's part of the article. It keeps going on. Uh, a senior apostle with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has never released tithing records to Operation Underground Railroad or any other organization, a church spokesman said Monday. Um, so right off the bat, uh, you know, he, here's here's a bias. Uh, they're saying, no, it didn't happen. Someone else says it did. They say it it, it didn't. So obviously that should spur this type of an investigation where you say, wait a minute. This guy says you did. You, right. You're saying you didn't. This guy says you did. How do we, what do we make of this? You guys need yeah, this answer. article is up. This article has been up for two weeks. So yeah. this has not been pulled, even though that's yeah. a statement that it's a he said, she said, or a he said, he said, or a Ballard said, Ballard said <laughs> right Absolutely. here. Um, and, and then it talks about it coming in uh, as a denial uh, that, uh, that they didn't have evidence and nobody provided it. Um, it says, uh, it, so it goes on, there's a couple statements here, um, uh, but then at the end, he's Doug Anderson, who is the same person who said, uh, who gave the vice uh, information, is giving this information, which we just showed that that's all wrong. 
So how do we know <laughs> that this isn't wrong too? Who's investigating this? Who's saying, wait, there's a bias. This might not be accurate, you know, but it's the church's statement. So evidently, but the other statement was uh, Russell Brunson's statement. You know, he made right. it on social media. All they're doing is referencing what he said. But in, their, in his statement, he says, uh, it regards tithing records as sacred and keeps them confidential. Well, whether he has a, a folder there that he's giving to Tim or he's calling up people and saying, you need to give to this organization, and he knows who the big donors are in the church, this needs to be answered for. And that's all that the yeah. newspapers are trying to do. But the church won't answer. The church won't give an answer. They'll give all of this talk around, but they won't say how this conflict is is happening so right well in order to fact check it i i you know the fact check meter again i think we can look at you know and this was put in all the different news articles what does the church how does it treat tithing you know and this is from the church website about tithing and it says confidentiality of tithing and other offerings it says the amount of tithing and other offerings paid by a donor is confidential only the bishop and those who are authorized to handle or view these contributions should have access to this information. So that makes it sound like when you turn it in, the buck stops there, right? They know it. No one else should know it. Um, stake presidencies, bishoprics, and clerks should never inappropriately discuss a member's tithing status, nor should they discuss the total amount of tithing or other offerings received. So this is very clear. And I've also seen on social media, as this issue has been discussed, people who are ward clerks and serve another financial capacity in a ward have said, oh yeah, no, we were flat out told that our membership was in jeopardy if we broke that kind of confidentiality, talking about records or sharing records or anything like that. So I think they claim to take it extremely seriously, which is why I think they're coming out so seriously and saying, Elder Ballard would never do this. I mean, this would be, I would think, um, something that you could be disciplined for. Absolutely. And this is from the church handbook, but it was also yeah. in that news article. So they yeah. quoted the church handbook in in the in right. the article. So has has the church used tithing uh, donor information for other in other <laughs> situations? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. We don't know exactly if Elder Ballard did. I mean, there's some pretty good evidence, you know, given that he's contacting all these high net worth donors, that something must have happened. But um, there are some other situations in church history where, yes, uh, tithing records were used. <laughs> oh, my goodness, the things you find out. So um, the legacy of Ernest L. Wilkinson, he was the president of BYU from the 50s to, I think, 1972. And even prior to that, um, church employees, there had been this idea that we need to make sure that they're tithe payers. We need to check their tithing. Um, there was one point early on, I think it was in the 30s, 40s, where they wanted to actually take tithing out of your paycheck if you were a church employee and people really push back on that and i will say that even during all those eras people within the church organization said this doesn't seem quite right there's confidentiality so there was confusion there but ernest l wilkinson took it to another level like he wanted to compare um, the tithing records from the church against the faculty salaries because he was aware of the salaries so he's going to look at your salary and then he's going to look at what you pay in tithing. He knows what 10% of that he can do is. He can do math. And if you are not paying a full tithe, no raises, 
and you literally could be disciplined or actually let go. So the meme I made, of course, AI, I'm all over it. Uh, Wilkinson is saying, unless you're a full tithe payer, you won't get raises and you could be let go. I'll be checking the tithing records. And of course, the poor BYU employee says, what the flippin' fetchin' fudge, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure is what they would say. <laughs> hey, I used to be a Mormon. I used to talk like that. What the flippin' fetchin' fudge? <laughs> anyway, this is a big story. It's bigger than just what we're talking about here. And as I dug into this, I texted Landon, I'm like, we're doing an episode on this because <laughs> this is just huge. But again, they did access the tithing records. They did see what people were making and they did use them um, to influence what was happening to regular members in their daily life. So that's that's an example right there of where that happened. Although, as I said before, there was pushback from some people in the church, you know, higher up that said, we can't be doing this. And eventually, of course, they stopped the practice. But for a time... It was perfectly legitimate to look at the tithing records and, you know, discipline or fire or or whatever. And I would say that that kind of still goes on. It's just sort of changed. And that's in the form of the, the, the ecclesiastical endorsement, which has really been enforced in the last couple years and just really been locked down for employees and the staff. And of course, I was one of those. And I've told the story many times um, of going in for an ecclesiastical endorsement as an employee and telling my bishop when I was first married that I was not a full tithe payer because, well, because I worked for BYU, so I had no money. <laughs> but, you know, I told him thinking I would get support, empathy. Um, no, he said that he would have to contact my boss and he couldn't give me an endorsement and that I might lose my job. So I don't see too much of a difference there. They're not accessing the tithing records, but they are you know, moving it through the endorsement process, which still is your bishop who is aware of your financial situation, um, which impacts your endorsement. So it's the same kind of thing. Um, your tithe paying um, is used as leverage, discipline in a punitive way. Uh, it's not simply charitable giving. It's way more than that. But so, so we'll be doing an episode on that. Won't we, Landon? He's like, we what, will. another and, episode? I'm like, yes, we will. <laughs> and I think it's important I to, to point out that evidently Wilkinson raised so much money that they were able to build the Wilkinson Center. Uh, you know, I, every time I hear his name, I'm like, dang it, I'd love that Wilkinson Center when I was at BYU. The candy counter, the BYU bookstore. I loved it. So now another time uh, where they... Now, this is alleged and anecdotal would have most likely access pro, uh, tithing records is Prop 8. I have a story of a family member who is very well to do, and he was called to a very special fireside with only high net worth members. Not your average member is getting into this fireside in California in that era. These are very high net worth members, and they're all there, and they are told that they have got to donate you know, to the Stop Prop 8 campaign, that they have to. And they did. A lot of them did. And of course, that came back to bite them because they're still on donor lists for that. And that is not a great look. But how did they know to gather this particular group of people? What do you think, Landon? I, I don't see how they do it without either a bishop's recommendation, a stake mm -hmm. president, or someone who has access to your tithing records telling them mm -hmm. that. And and we recently so had a guest on our show who told us uh, <laughs> after our re recording that uh, he was approached uh, by the uh, church. Uh, someone had indicated that he had a lot of money, that he was much more well off than he is. And they approached him and asked him for his house. 
to make a donation goes, of his but it's my house i'm living here you know and they're like oh you're you have plenty you know <laughs> which which now why would they think he was well to do because you know a lot of people they don't really show that you know what i mean the millionaire next door you don't know some people live very simply and only your tithing records are what's really going to reveal what your true income is and so in this case he's like no i'm not giving you my house how did you get my name <laughs> but there's definitely, I think, that going on behind the scenes. You also wonder, and again, anecdotal, why does it seem that high net worth ward members end up in the callings, right? Yeah. The bishop, the stake president, you know, they just do. The mission and again, president. Yeah. The mission president, the second anointing, if I can say that. Again, you know, you do reveal your most personal financial details to your bishop, and they're recorded and they're sent to Salt Lake they're out there. And if those records were accessed in some way by President Ballard, either directly, indirectly, and, and personal information, contact information linked to net worth um, was used, that's a real breach right there. That's a real Absol breach. Absolutely. No, none of us signed up for that. And mm -hmm. I, I think that could possibly be used in litigation for these people that are doing the, the suits to get the tithing money yeah. back is uh, you know, we weren't told this was going to be mm -hmm. shared with people and that mm -hmm. other uh, don't groups would be coming to get donations from us yep. as a result of that. So, yeah. Wow. Well, where does that leave us? <laughs> well, it leaves us in the Cayman Islands because evidently uh, that's where Elder Ballard must be spending a lot of his time. Uh, you did this on AI again. I did. I wanted to, I just had this idea kind of walking into the sunset. It would be Tim Ballard and Elder Ballard just kind of meeting after it's all over in the Cayman Islands. And, and of course, you made the joke, Landon, the, by then at conference, they will have announced the temple to be built in the Cayman Islands, you know, because maybe that's where most of the church holdings will be by then. I don't know. And and maybe they just walk off into the sunset together. And, and of course, I'm being facetious. We absolutely don't know what's going to happen. Anything can come out next week. We don't know. This is far from over. But it certainly just raises a lot of questions. It shines a light on, on how things operate, how things are. In this episode, we tried to cover the media. You know, is, is it telling us what we need to know? Are we insulated? Are we isolated? Are we in a media silo? Are we being controlled as far as the information that we're given? And, and how do we get the actual information? I think those are all big questions that are raised by this scenario. I would say the best thing about this whole thing uh, from a uh, church standpoint is, is that this, the media responding to the church like this should scare the hell out of every one of us. So if the church is going to do one good thing, it's getting this scaring the hell out of everybody because uh, <laughs> this ability of a church to control the media like this and make a request like that and the media complies, that is scary. The media should never have right. caved in on this. There's not a single reason for the media to have pulled that, that story. And I think uh, anyone would agree with that. Uh, I could be proven wrong. Show me, show me what in that is wrong. Uh, but the media needs to explain why they would pull that story when it's clearly fact checked, backed up by facts and, and is yeah. accurate. No, and I think that's the story now. Why was the story pulled is now bigger than anything else. And, and I think there's always this idea historically that the media is a safe place. Like you want to get your story out, go to the media. Once, once it's in the media, everyone will know and I'm protected. You know, the media is going to treat 
treat us fairly. It's going to get the story out. You know, there's safety there. And, and we're seeing here that that's not true. We've seen our Hebrew friends try to go to the media to get a story out, you know, shut down here in Utah. We've seen all kinds of things like that. So I don't know, maybe some good will come out of this. Like you say, maybe it'll uh, it'll raise public awareness. I know we know lots of people that have contacted, um, you know, ABC4 and said, what the heck? Where is that story? Why did this happen? We want to know. So then again, maybe we're siloed. Maybe we think everyone wants to know and it's just a small group of us. But I would hope there'd be more awareness. Yeah, I agree. The, the media's job is to be a watchdog and yep. they're not doing it. They're not doing yep. it. These small podcasts are what are doing it. Uh, yep. You know, we're the watchdogs right. now because the, the others have relegated that to, to and aren't performing the, the duty that they're called to do. Wow. So you're saying that we should change our tagline to living a joyful life as a watchdog. Is that, that what we have to do? Now? <laughs> it doesn't sound very joyful. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, this, isn't a joyful, this isn't really a joyful story when you hear about it, no. but uh, yeah, it, it it's hard. It's hard to sit and watch that. Uh, the people who are supposed to be watching the gate aren't watching the gate, you know? Yep. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, that's what we have for you tonight. A lot to think about. Um, and like we say, I think there's going to be more coming out on this. And there have been some other wonderful podcasts done on the same topic. Like I said, RFM and John DeLynn, and I'm sure others will tackle it too. So, which is good. It's important. It raises awareness. And like Landon says, maybe it is the the podcasters that are, you know, speaking independently and trying to get the word out. So uh, let us know in the comments. What do you think? Did you notice that this article was pulled? What are your thoughts? Um, do you think the church had some influence on that? Do you think perhaps it was... Uh, Russell Brunson's um, organization that said you need to pull this. Um, I kind of doubt that because his video saying exactly what's in the article is still up on Facebook. So anyway, it's kind of a mystery. Tell us what you know. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. And as always, like and subscribe to Mormonish. And if you would like to be notified when a new episode of Mormonish comes out, you can hit the notification bell. Also, you can um, help support Mormonish financially if you'd like. We have information um, on how to donate through uh, PayPal and Venmo in our show notes. And we appreciate all of our viewers. And we really value your opinions. We value when you reach out to us. And, you know, just talk to us because you also have a lot of good information and we really appreciate who all of you are. So that's it for Mormonish for tonight. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Mormonish. We really appreciate our listeners and would love to hear from you if you have a story you'd like to share. You can email us at mormonishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, mormonishpodcast.org. And don't forget to look for us on YouTube and like and subscribe. Keep joyful, everybody.